Welcome back into the Shots Aside podcast. I am joined by Matt once again t- today. Uh, today we're going to go through some of our you know top 10 trade targets. I will probably go over a little bit more of them. Uh, we'll get into some possible trades that we uh, have drawn up and then um, some teams that we think that will either uh, be buyers or sellers uh, come trade deadline. I believe, Madam, is my, am I right, that the trade, trade deadline's on... Is it the 5th of February or 9th? Uh, the 5th sounds right. Um, here, I look. <laughs> uh, the 9th, actually. 9th. Yeah. yeah, I think they moved yep. it up this year because, um, yeah, I'm not sure why they moved it up, but it definitely seems like it's coming sooner than it than it normally does. Yeah, it definitely does. I feel like, that could be a good for maybe getting people on the move. Yeah, for sure. Um, so let's jump right into some of our top 10 trade targets um, before the trade deadline. Um, I'm going to just go through my top 10. Um, they're not in any order, particular order. Um, and then, Matt, if you want to just chip in and say some of yours that maybe I left out or maybe some of the players uh, that I say that you probably don't ad- agree that should be on this list. Sound good? sound good all right so my top 10 uh it's <laughs> it's not really a top 10 but um just impossible trade targets uh yaka Podal from the spurs john collins uh og Ananobi. um basically the entire chicago bulls team can be traded um that be that being zach levine demar Derozan, nikola vucevic um i got miles turner and butta healed in there even though I'm not sure if Indiana even wants to, you know, trade away those two players with how good they are, you know, sixth in the Eastern Conference at, uh, I believe they're 21 and 18 or something like that, 22 and 18. Um, Boyan Bogdanovich from Detroit, uh, possible trade target there. Um, Kyle Kuzma, Jay Crowder, Pascal Siakam, and then um, maybe Jordan Clarkson uh, from Utah. But, uh, Utah is another one of those teams that's doing really well right now, and I don't know if uh, they necessarily necessarily want to trade away Jordan Clarkson or somebody uh, of his statue, unless they're getting somebody you know better uh, to help their team out. Um, Matt, you got any uh, other ones to add in? Or yeah, I'd say um, for the Bulls, another one that you didn't mention would could be like Alex Caruso. Um, mm. You can always use a defensive guard. Um, then, I don't, did you mention Eric Gordon? I, you said him pretty fast. So I, I did not. Um, no, but that's a good one. He's some. Yeah, he's somebody that maybe could. Um, maybe Gary Harris from the Magic could be on the move. Just some smaller level guys that role players that could maybe help contribute. Um, nothing groundbreaking or anything like that, but. I definitely agree with uh, most of them. I think all those guys could add a lot of value to teams looking to go all in this year. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say Gary Harris would be a, a top ten <laughs> trade target, but he's definitely a, a role player, a nice role player that uh, a lot of teams could probably use that Orlando really has no use for. Yeah, more just like a defensive guard off the bench. Because uh, you can always use defense in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, yeah, so um, just going over the top 10, um, you know, I want to kind of get into some of the teams that, you know, would be possible buyers for, like, some of the players we mentioned right there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think there's a number of, of teams kind of in the NBA right now that uh, could definitely use some help. I mean – just going through the top teams in the league, I mean, Boston probably won't make any moves. I don't think they have any draft capital or let alone, you know, salary that they want to dump. I think they got a good solid team. Um, yeah. Memphis has a pretty solid team. Maybe they want to get another veteran to add in uh, Brooklyn, same deal. Maybe Brooklyn needs, you know, some more, maybe another center or something uh, for that team. But um yeah, I mean, some of the teams at the bottom, like 
Detroit and Houston and Charlotte and along with the Spurs, I'd say those those four teams are are probably the four teams I'm looking at if I'm a buyer to try to you know go out and get somebody like Bogdanovich or um, I don't know if Houston's open to it, but maybe a Kevin Porter Jr. could be on the move uh, if they want to free things up for Jalen Green. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I could maybe see that. I know. Uh... <laughs> I don't know if you saw like Ant say it earlier this week because we played the Rockets um, recently. Said that they should build their team around Sangoon rather than uh, Jalen Green, um, which <laughs> I thought was pretty interesting. Um, so that that maybe could be a you know like something that they consider doing is trading Kevin Porter because I you know I don't know if they necessarily go that well together him and uh Jalen Green just because they're both kind of high volume shooter type players um that aren't the best defenders um well I wouldn't even say uh, like high volume shooting like it's also just you know both of them need the ball like at all times like their usage percentage is probably 50 50 on that team like you know yeah. if Jalen yeah, Green that, doesn't have that's it. probably more more accurate more uses versus high volume shooting um they both need the ball in their hands to be most effective um i think you know they they definitely could could trade him but i think they would need for kevin porter at this point because he's shown that he can be a pretty good player at times um so i'd probably say they wouldn't trade him before the trade deadline but you know maybe if the, the right package is there. Say, say they could get somebody like OG or something from the Raptors. Um, like give him and somebody else up. That could maybe like they would definitely want a young player in return. I think versus just draft capital, um, because they'll probably already have a really high draft pick this year. So, in my opinion, that's probably what they would want. Um, and then obviously the Rockets definitely could be trading Eric Gordon. I feel like. His, his time has kind of come to an end in in a Rockets uniform. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't see, like, why would Houston mess with anything right now with, um, not say that they're doing good, but they're doing good in the terms of uh, potentially having a high draft pick for next year. So, you know, I don't see why they would trade away any of their uh, young, you know, good players like Kevin Porter Jr. or Jalen Green or Sangoon or, um, along those lines, but when you have somebody like Eric Gordon, who's a veteran, who's 34, going to turn 35 soon, um, he's definitely a player that a lot of teams would definitely give you. I don't know if they'd give you a first round draft pick for, but I think they would give you some young talent and then maybe a couple second round picks to go along with that just to sweeten up the pot. But um, yeah, I just don't see Houston really being a seller or a buyer. Um, in this market right now, because they're—I mean, I think everything's going. I, w- I wouldn't say everything's going perfect for them, but it's going uh, kind of how we thought uh, coming into the season it would go. But uh, another team that I'm looking at being sellers in this market right now is probably um, the two teams that I'm kind of focusing on is Charlotte Hornets. I think they got at least six players you could probably trade for, and Terry Rozier. Jalen McDaniels, Cody Martin, Kelly Oubre Jr., Gordon Hayward, and then Mason Plumley. Um, is there any one of those six players that you think uh, you would want to trade for? Obviously, Terry Rozier is probably the main focus you'd probably want to get. But um, is there one of those players that that you just you know like their game or or like what they could uh, do to help your chances? um in a playoff push yeah i mean i feel like the most likely would probably be miles Plumley and um uh, mason Plumley, kelly Oubre, or yeah mason Plumley and uh kelly Oubre, just because they only have one year left on the deal so i th- feel like those contracts are easier to move than somebody like rosier who's got four years um and then hayward who's he's only got two years but it's kind of a bloated contract a little bit um, I think McDaniel's. I he would probably interest me the most because he's young, but I don't know if they would trade him or not. Um, because he's got a cheap deal too. So like, if you give like a 
a pick or something for him. Um, that would definitely be interesting because I think he's a he's a player that could contribute right now a little bit, but then also has like some potential for the future. So like if you could get, say you need a big, if you could get Plumley and him in a deal, if you're a team, um, I think that would be a pretty good deal, especially. I mean, I think just since we already talked about him, like the Nets could definitely be interested in something like that. Um, right. It would fill, fill two needs probably. Um, Rozier would be really nice to get, but it might take a little bit to get him. Um, it would definitely help the tank though, because he's part of the only reason that they're kept afloat apart from Lamelo. Right. Um, but yeah, I think uh, he would be interesting to see because I think I think he's a player that could actually really contribute to a team that's like competing for a championship because he's a feisty player, um, can can score, can play some defense at times, um, play make. So he could he would be interesting to see on the move, for sure. Yeah, I mean I could see any of those players getting moved. I think, like you said, Jalen McDaniel's probably most unlikely to be traded, but um, I think he's maybe got the most you know upside out of all those players I named, which you know a lot of teams would be enamored with having on their roster. Um, but two other teams that I could see you know possibly making some. Um, some trades to get some players off their books would probably be um, Washington Wizards. And then um, you could maybe see uh, the Toronto Raptors as well. Um, I think with Washington, uh, you know, it's been tough. You know, Bradley Beals missed, continues to miss some time. Um, We've seen this over the past, you know, two, three years with Bradley Beal missing time. Uh, and then, you know, Christos Porzingis, you're not going to count on him to be your number one option. And then, you know, Kyle Kuzma, I believe, I believe he has two years left on his deal. So um, if, if you want to get some for Kyle Kuzma, I think this would be uh, the year to probably, you know, get the most out back for him. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think that would probably be the most realistic too. And right now he's only at a $13 million deal. And I assume he's probably gonna be looking for more than that too. And considering they're paying uh, combined all close to $80 million for both Bradley Beal and Porzingis combined, it's going to be tough to afford Kuzma if he has a higher price. Um, So I definitely think he could be somebody on the move. He honestly is somebody that could maybe like, depending on who they trade could I could maybe see a reunion back with the Lakers um, hmm. I think if if the Lakers were to make a move because um, he definitely fit with LeBron before in AD um, just as somebody he loves to just sit outside and shoot so um, that would fit in perfect with them if they decide to go that way and they could also if they were, if they were able to convince them, they could maybe uh, get Will Barton too, because um, he's only got one year left on his deal. So I think he could be on the move. Um, Hashimura could be on the move because he's only got one year left, but he's actually been playing a lot better recently. Um, so not sure if they would want to trade him or not. Um, when you're kind of deprived of young talent, it's best to keep talent. That's shown any promise um so i don't know if that'd be the best move by washington to get rid of them but would you rather have never know with the wizards (laughs) question for you would you rather have rui hachimura or denny avdia um that's that's tough i i feel like it's uh they kind of bring different things to the table a little bit um I know I'd rather have Rui Hachimura than Kispert. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Core Kispert's only good for one thing, and that's that's shooting threes. And, um, <laughs> I mean, but you, the thing is, you don't have to worry about paying Corey Kispert. I mean, you're not going to pay him like you, like Miami did with Duncan Robinson. You're not going to make that mistake. So, um, personally, yeah. though, I'd rather have Rui Hach. I'm I'm a big Hachimura fan. Um. I just think he, you know, he's had some health issues in the past. So 
that's kind of been the main thing kind of holding him back. And then uh, it kind of, like you said, he's kind of found his groove a little bit now and uh, coming into his own. But I, personally, I'm just not the biggest Denny Avdia fan. I just never have been since coming out uh, of the draft. And then um, he hasn't really shown much since then in my eyes. Yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Denny Avdia fan. I just feel like they kind of bring – different things to the table um honestly i i don't care strongly enough about either one of them to really (laughs) decide that i feel like both of them are pretty much role players um hachimura the bright side of him is that he could actually be a better defender um than i think avio ever will be so you kind of always have to take the two-way like ability in my opinion so yeah he's a way better finisher i wonder if you yeah, do you think Hachimura will – what do you think he'll draw for, like, a contract-wise, like, since his contract's up this year? Yeah, that's tough. Um, well, I mentioned his injuries, so that's going to play a factor into it. And then, you know, it, it depends on what other teams think his value is on the market because I think, I think at this point I think I wouldn't give him any more than, like, a two-, three-year deal worth, like – like 45 yeah like 15 15 a year yeah yeah that's what i was kind of thinking i was thinking maybe a team like the spurs could be interested in him since they have cap space yeah i mean do they need him though because like that's sohan's spot you know at that four position yeah yeah that's true or even like the Pacers have cat space too, and they could kind of use a four like that. Yeah, or I mean, OKC could use a bigger guy like that that's better inside than somebody like um, Darius Baisley. Um, I could, I mean, that I, w- I would make that trade if I was maybe both sides, you know, because Baisley doesn't get used a lot either on OKC. Uh, I think he's a really good talent. Um, so I think both teams would win on that side. But since we're kind of getting into the, the possible trades part of the podcast, um, let's make things a little bit fun and do a little, do some possible trades that we think are going to happen. So Matt, let's get into the fun portion of the podcast. Let's talk about some possible trades that we think are going to go down. Um, now, granted, we'll probably not get any of these trades right, but it's still fun to kind of, you know, go through them and talk about some possible hypotheticals of, you know, some players being dealt to uh, some teams that either fit what the team needs or um, if it just, uh, you know, gets that player off of a team that wants to either tank for um, a draft pick or, or something like that. Um, but Matt, if you want to get into just uh, maybe your first trade, what you think uh, a possibly good trade uh, you could see going forward? Yeah, so one trade. Um, we'll start out with a T Wolves trade, just since we're from Minnesota. Um, it would be D'Angelo Russell to the Charlotte Hornets for Rozier, and then you could either add in a young player from the Wolves, like either. Wendell Moore or Minot, depending on how Rozier is, um, maybe a second or two or something like that. Um, I think I don't think Rozier's value is too high just because he's on a four-year deal and they're a rebuilding team. Um, and then D'Lo, he doesn't have the worst value just because like his contract's up at the end of this year, so that would give uh, Charlotte a lot of cap space if they wanted to add somebody with Lamelo. Um, from free agency so that could definitely be an option um that would probably be more likely if they unloaded uh gordon hayward somewhere too because then they would have a ton of cap space going in the next year um but that would maybe be a possibility um i think Delo could definitely be somebody on the move especially if the t-wolves decide that they aren't going to resign him they'd maybe want to try to get something for him um, since his contract's up at the end of the year. What are your th- thoughts on D'Lo being on the move? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, a lot of Wolves fans 
want to see some sort of change, especially since, you know, the strong year they had last year. It's kind of tough to see how it's been going this year after making that Rudy Gobert trade. So um, I think the Wolves, most Wolves fans, I should, I'd I'd say it's 50-50, but um, they want to see, you know, I just I just don't know who they could get for D'Lo because you, you got to factor in a lot of teams probably don't want to take on D'Lo uh, and his contract as well. But um, yeah, Terry Rozier I think would be a good fit. Somebody like Kyle Lowry would be a good fit. Um, but it, it's tough because um, you know the Wolves. I I was watching some of the game tonight and you know Ant went went down with an injury. You know, already missing Carl Anthony Towns. Um, Nas Reed is injured. I think Torian Prince, TP, is is injured as well. So, um, you know, maybe this is time to, you know, bring up D'Lo's, you know, value. And maybe maybe we can get something back better for him. But it, it's just tough right now from the perspective of other teams uh, on why they would want to take him in. Um, I get he only has what one year. This is his final year of his contract, so you know maybe clear some some money off your books uh, going into next year, especially with uh, a great draft next year, and then uh, some key fee- free agents as well next year as well. So um, you know it's a possibility, definitely is. But um, uh, yeah, so I have I have ten trades that I uh, marked up today, but. I don't know if we'll get through all of them. Uh, the, one of them was the uh, Kyle Lowry for D'Lo straight up. Uh, maybe throw something else in there to kind of sweeten it up. Uh, I'm not really sure what it would be. I think maybe you mentioned earlier, like, uh, you know, throwing Gabe Vincent in, but then, you know, Miami would probably want another point guard back just to make it even. So maybe throw in Jordan McLaughlin or something like that. Or uh, if you feel okay, would you feel okay with Jalen Noel? Uh, I feel like we need Noel scoring um, off right. the bench because we don't have a ton of scorers. Um, so maybe McLaughlin. McLaughlin I would definitely be open to getting rid of. He's definitely probably one of our best playmakers, but getting the veteran presence of Lowry would definitely make up for that. Yeah. So my first trade that I have on uh, my big board right now is uh, just for the Brooklyn Nets, I know they just lost KD, who's going to be out for a month, so that's a big injury. Um, but I have them getting Jakob Pertl from the Spurs, and then the Spurs get back uh, Greg Popovich, hit one of his favorite players, Patty Mills, uh, Cam <laughs> Thomas, and a 2023 first-round pick from the Nets. What do you think of that? Yeah, I like it. I think uh... – I mean, considering they're not even using Cam Thomas uh, really as much as they could be, I think it would definitely be a good use the added size of uh, Jakob just because, I mean, outside of Claxton, like they got Dayron Sharp, but he's not even that big. Um, so they could definitely use another big, especially with KD out because they're going to be really undersized. Um, and then obviously, like, Patty Mills is a good veteran, but he's not really bringing anything groundbreaking to the team anymore. Um, and then getting a pick for the Spurs would be nice just to get something. Um, and then Cam Thomas is obviously could be a decent player. He, I know given the opportunity, he might be able to, uh, you know, like be a bigger part of a team than what he's shown in Brooklyn because volume shooters like uh, uh, Katie and Kyrie, there's not a t- like shots to go around because um, Cam Thomas definitely looks like he's a more of a shooter than uh, anything else on the court. Yeah, and maybe Pop can get something out of him too. So who knows? Yeah. Um, and then even they could even maybe want like somebody like Josh Richardson in the trade too, depending on what the salaries mm-hmm. are. Because he's a uh, older um, veteran. Right, Maybe yeah, McDermott. that'd be a good pickup too. Good shooter, decent defender. Uh, getting a little bit up there in age, but um, I think any sort of defense you can get, add to that Brooklyn Nets team would uh, be, you know, would benefit that team. So um, I just have another trade here. Um, it's not really a huge trade, but uh, I have 
the 76ers getting Terrence Ross in exchange for Korkmaz and Matisse Thybul. Uh, I think this, you know, we've seen Philly hasn't really, I don't think they're, they're going to do anything with Matisse Thybul besides use him uh, like they did with Ben Simmons, but, you know, just mainly for defense. And then Korkmaz, um, really just a three-point shooter that they really don't use. So um, it's given Philly – uh, great value here, just having somebody like Terrence Ross who can come off the bench um, and, and just score it well. I like that for them. I think, uh, you know, Court Moss doesn't really fit that well with uh, what Philly's doing just because I think they want to have more of a defensive presence than they've had in the past. Um, but, yeah, I definitely like that trade. Kind of a minor trade but could end up being a big part of, like, a title run for a team like Philly, just adding nice role players that when they need a turn to a score off the bench, he could be that guy. Um, another trade that I was looking at maybe um, could be Mo Bamba going to the Warriors to give him a little bit more of a defensive present or a, not defensive, a, a bigger present. Um, as far as people that could um, be traded would be maybe somebody like um, it would have to be somebody like um, maybe James Wiseman, but I don't know if that's really that much of an upgrade, uh, but it'd be probably be somebody more along the lines of like uh, DiVincenzo, but he's been playing pretty good lately. Um, depends on like if you get a guard back in return too, like um but I think the Warriors are a team that's all in right now. So I think you kind of have to make certain decisions, tough decisions. I think they definitely need a boost to that roster. And I think somebody like Mo Bamba could make a difference for him because he can also space the floor too. Um, so I think, and he'd be more ready right now too than somebody yeah. like Wiseman. Yeah. I mean, I might have a little bit better of a trade that might make a little bit more sense for both sides, but um, what, what would you think of Golden State trying to go out and get somebody like uh, Nikola Vucevic for James Wiseman, DiVincenzo, and Ty Jerome? I think that helps out both teams, does, honestly. Does that work, like, salary cap-wise? Yeah, it does. So I think Wiseman's making, like, $9 million, and then DiVincenzo and Ty Jerome are both making – uh, close to like four point five, and then Vucevic is, I believe, twenty two million a year. So, um, I put it in the trade machine and it works. So, um, I, I think that would be good for both sides. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. Chicago wants a little bit more, but you're getting a former first round pick in James Wiseman, and you can try to see what you can get out of him, especially if they want to blow it up. Yeah, I say I feel like the Warriors would maybe want want more in that deal just because yeah uh vooch is already 32 and he definitely doesn't look like the same magic vooch that they traded for um but yeah i mean that could definitely be an option i think uh they'll probably go more on the smaller side i think they'd just get more like a role player because i think they're mostly fine with what looney gives them i just think they need like another big just in case like looney like gets in foul trouble or something like that. Um, just off the bench type of guy. Um, and honestly, that could be pulled, <laughs> pulled too. I know he's a common name, but um, every team could use that could be an option. Another team that could maybe be interested in Bamba would be the Lakers. Um, they've been mentioning trade rumors with him. Um, that could be, maybe be somebody like giving up a, like two seconds and Pat Bev for him or something like that. Um, if they just wanted to offload him and see for whatever they can get. Um, Cause he's not really getting playing time right now when they have so many bigs, they got Wendell Carter. Um, they've even been given Bo Wagner some minutes. Um, they got um, what's his face. That's been out for five years um, coming back. Jonathan Isaac. Uh, yeah. Jonathan Isaac. <laughs> Then Bobo, so like they have tons of bigs, and I, I feel like long term Mo Bamba doesn't necessarily like fit in. Um, and then they're it looks like they're prepping room too for a French big man too in the draft. Um, 
But yeah, I could definitely see Mobamba on the move. If not the Warriors, like the Lakers or a West team could definitely use him probably. Um, yeah, for sure. Or if the Raptors start getting better too, they could maybe use somebody like that. Yeah, they're I, not I too an, far out. I have an interesting team or an interest, interesting trade that probably won't happen. But um, if the Lakers wanted to make a splash with a team like the Toronto Raptors, who are struggling right now and you know might be looking to blow it up, what do you think about the Lakers possibly getting Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. for? Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, and then I think you'd have to put in the 2025, 2026, and then they have a 2027. You probably do top 10 protected for that first round pick. So Russell Westbrook, Lonnie Walker, and three first round picks for Siakam and Gary Trent. Um, I don't know if that's enough for him. Uh, honestly, just because Gary Trent's a pretty good player too. I think he's worth a first in himself. Um, and then Siakam, I think, is worth more than two first, considering what people have been going for. But, I mean, obviously that'd be great for the Lakers. I could uh, I could see something more likely happening around, like, trading a couple role players for, like, Fred Van Fleet or something like that. Um, okay. I just feel yeah, like Siakam, I mean... I, they're, they're probably going to want more. Like, Siakam's been balling this year. Um and he's kind of a do-it-at-all type of player, too. Yeah, I just that that would be a trade where I think it would you'd have to make the Lakers a contender then after that trade. But then again, you're still oh, yeah, in the I, same situation where you're still waiting for AD to come back, and then also LeBron. Like you're, it's crunch time then now because now you have a window where you know what you have one to three years with LeBron, maybe four. Um where he's yeah. going to be, where he is now. So, I mean, that's tough. I, I think Fred VanVleet would be a good addition too, but... Um, I th- well, I think that same trade, except Fred VanVleet instead of Siakam, like just Russell Westbrook plus picks plus four VanVleet and Gary Trent, I think that would make the Lakers a contender. And I think that would be more doable. I just feel like they value Siakam higher than uh, they would Fred VanVleet. Yeah, I just... I think if I'm the Lakers, like that, I make the call to try to get Siakam. If I can't get Siakam, I think right down the the row, I think you got Fred VanVleet and then OG. I mean, if there's any way that they can get OG along with that too, I know that's he's let alone probably like one, maybe two first round picks with him too. So uh, yeah, you know, Toronto's got. We we still don't know. I don't know if Toronto wants to blow it up or if, you know, they might be like one all-star away from plugging into their lineup where they can turn things around too. But, you know, you never know. You never know. But, you know, a team like the Phoenix Suns who haven't been playing that well, um, I can see them probably making some trades to bring some people in especially when Chris Paul, Devin Booker, and DeAndre Ayton get healthy, then it can help out this team, you know, get back to where they were a year, two years ago, three years ago. So um, do you have any trades that Phoenix could make? You know, obviously Jay Crowder is, you know, definitely going to probably get moved either, you know, before the trade deadline this year or definitely by next year. But I just, I don't see the use of them waiting on Jay Crowder until next year if they know he's not going to play for them. Yeah, uh, it's tough It's tough to figure out exact trades for him. I think uh, like a team that could definitely be interested would be somebody like the Bucks. Um, I don't know who they could match up for salaries, maybe like Ingles plus like a pick or something um, might do it. I'm not sure exactly what they're – Crowder's ten million, Sorry. so and Milwaukee's definitely over the tax, so they got to find something close to ten million. I think Grayson Allen's around eight million, so they could throw okay. in Grayson and then Allen. What's Ingles at? Uh, I think he's the mid level so. at six million. Yeah, he's at six million. So like, if they could do so, oh, and then like George George Hill's at four million. So if they could do like George Hill plus Ingles plus a pick. For Crowder, I think that'd be 
a really good trade for them just because I think part of what they lacked uh, last year was like missing somebody like PJ Tucker who added like so much um, grit to the four position. So I think Crowder could definitely replace that. Yeah. I was just, um, I was just going to say that Jay Crowder is basically like a younger version of PJ Tucker, but probably a better shooter as well. Yeah. So I think, I mean, that could definitely be a trade. I, I think it could be enticing for Phoenix too, just because um, while you'd like to have somebody like Crowder, it's obvious that he's not going to play for them at this point. Um, so you yeah, might as well get something for him. Too. Yeah. So you might as well get something for him. Um, and like, if you can get like a late first from Milwaukee, that'd be best case scenario. But even if you could get two seconds, I think that would be equally fine just cause I'm, his value is pretty much like empty. And honestly, like Ingles could maybe add some value to the, the Suns, Um, just from the standpoint of like, so, a guy that they can kick to. Um, and then even like George Hill, like with campaign being hurt more often this year, like he could maybe help as a backup point guard. Um, but really like the value is just in getting something for a player that doesn't want to play for your franchise anymore. Yeah. Um, but I think Milwaukee would definitely be interested in that. Yeah. Another team that could be interested too, is a team that we've mentioned a little bit as being sellers. Um, going into the trade deadline is the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, I, I mean, what do you think of a trade of them, of the Suns picking up Kelly Oubre Jr. and Mason Plumley for Jay Crowder, Saric, and uh, two second-round picks? Yeah, I, I don't know if they'd, they would want Crowder, um, but maybe like a three-team trade or something to send Crowder somewhere else right? Um, for like another like second or something like that. Um, I think Kelly Oubre would definitely be helpful for them, especially because uh, that's that's kind of what they lack at times, when, especially when Booker's out, is they need another scoring option. Um, unless they're playing the Warriors, of course, then their whole team goes off like last night. Um, <laughs> but I think like they are kind of undersized at the guard position too a little bit at times. And Oubre's 6'7", I believe, and he's – pretty much out there just to score and uh, look swaggy doing it. Um, <laughs> but I think he, he could be a nice trade for them. Um, you said Plumley in that too? Yeah, Plumley in that too. I just like two uh, solid yeah, role players I would like that, that you could come too. off the bench. Yeah, I like that a lot too, especially because Sarge really hasn't added any value after his injury. Um, I think he he's not, doesn't really look like the same player. Um, and this, the sun seems definitely in like a need of like a energy shot too, because they've kind of been up and down with all the injuries. So adding some new players could definitely help them out a lot. For sure. Yeah. I mean, another team that's been struggling a little bit that, um, you know, we all kind of expected a little bit more out of was the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic. Um, not necessarily Luka Doncic. I mean, he's been doing all he can do, but he definitely needs some help around him. And um, I, it's not coming from Christian Wood. It's not coming from Dinwiddie. I mean, on some nights it is, but uh, I think you need a more consistent guy that can bring it um, most nights and has shown he can do it in Detroit on most nights. And Boyan Bogdanovich. I think if Dallas can get, you know, a package centered around Boyan Bogdanovich, and then you add in um, another player from Detroit that they hardly use in Nerlens Noel. I know he's injured, but um, just another center that can kind of just rim run, be a, a lob threat for Luca. Uh, and then you can send Detroit. You could probably send him Dwight Powell, um, maybe you can clear Davis Bertans off your books. That'd be really nice to throw in. But then if you do that, you'd probably have to throw in like a 2024 first round pick to give back to Detroit. And then maybe a second round pick or two second round picks on top of that, just to get um, Bogdanovich and Nerlens Noel. What do you think of that trade? Yeah, um, I don't mind it. I, I definitely wouldn't want to give up a pick though. I think, Dallas is trying to save all their picks right now, um, probably to make another like trade in the future, like they tried to do with Porzingis. Um, 
I know that one didn't work out, but you kind of have to like save your picks at certain times to try to get a star. Cause I think if, if they could get a star, that would work out. Um, Cause you never know when like the next Donovan Mitchell or somebody like that's going to be like available. Um, I think that could really help that team. So I think if they could do it without getting rid of a first, I, I would be all about that. Um, especially Bogdanovich. I think he could, he's honestly a perfect player that would fit in Dallas. Just a, a guy that, plays decent defense maybe not as good as he once was um but he can shoot the ball really well um just just a smart basketball player too he plays um he's honestly made a difference on the, just the Pistons team to loan some games like um just in making the, the right play um so he could definitely be somebody that helps them out and then like you said Noel um he's basically not being used at all um so he could be a good addition too. Um, I know Dallas is undersized at times. Um, yeah, but they, part de- of they that desperately is that, need a center. Yeah, I mean, part of that's by design though, because like Luca likes to have the floor really clear for himself. Um, but yeah, I think that they definitely could use a backup center at least. Yeah. All right. Let's do. Let's do. Two more. I got two more trades for you. Um, check that well let's do three three trades we'll we'll uh we'll give the fans what they want which is three trades three more trades um next one i got up is i mean i don't want to see any comments in the section below but this is uh this is a questionable one where i did double double check it a couple times because i wasn't sure that this would let alone work or if (laughs) Like it, it honestly doesn't make a lot of sense from both sides, but um, in this one, I I have the Washington Wizards getting John Collins and Aaron Holiday, uh, and then Atlanta getting Kyle Kuzma, DeLon Wright, Corey Kispert, and uh, two first round picks from Washington. Is that something you think Atlanta, let alone Washington, would be, you know, ready to? Co- you know, commit to? Uh, maybe. I mean, if, if Atlanta is going to have to, if Atlanta is going to do it, they're going to have to be willing to pay Kuzma long-term since his contract's up after the year. Um, so I don't know if they, I mean, they already kind of made the mistake by paying John Collins. So it would almost be like making the mistake twice. Um, not that Kuzma's not a good player, but I, is he really that much better than Collins? Um, right, but it could also open up some cap space know. for Atlanta, though, too, because I mean John yeah. Collins still has four years left on his deal. Yeah, that's true, and I, I would like them to get like Delon right back. I think he was nice off the bench for them last year. Um, could be again, um, and then who did you say Avia in it or I had Corey Kispert in there as well? Or Corey Kispert. Just for more um, Yeah, I mean, honestly, he could honestly be like a younger, like Bogdanovich. Um, maybe not as maybe good, not, but... Yeah. I can see where you... But a shooter, kind of like that. I mean, he's really young still, so like you maybe could get some improvement out of him. Um, and that's kind of what you need with like people who have like to have the ball in their hands as much as Trey Young and uh, Murray is you need guys that are just off-the-ball shooters. Right. Um, so I, I could see that being a nice trade for them. Um, I don't know if, uh, do you say that wizards would go up two first? Yeah. Wizards would get up, give up two first. Cause I, I, I definitely don't know if I would do that if I was the wizard, just cause maybe one, I mean, those could be, pick. or I mean, or but, if they're like top 10 protected, I would do it. Um, well, and they, but I just, I think it's yeah. more insurance too, because they don't know if, if maybe they don't want to sign Kyle Kuzma in the off season too, maybe it doesn't work. And, you know, yeah. then you can still fall on those two first round picks too, and have cap space to be able to sign a key free agent as well. So um, that's the only reason why I put in the, the extra draft picks too. Cause I, I just don't know if they want to keep Kyle Kuzma. I just know that, you know, we've heard a lot of trade buzz around John Collins and, you know, trying to deal him off of, of, of the Atlanta books. Yeah, no, I I definitely like that. I think it's um, 
could be a good trade for both teams if they put like at least like a top five protection on those picks, just because the whiz kids, you never know if uh, they're going to be in the lot, like how high in the lottery or not. Um, you'd hate to give up a, a top five pick um, for only getting John Collins. That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm surprised you actually kind of like it though, because like in my mind, I was like, this is a this is a crazy trade if it went down. Because first off, I don't I don't know if I see Washington wanting to take on John Collins's contract after they just took on Porzingis's, and then you, I mean you're betting on Bradley Beal to stay healthy too for a full season next year. On top of that, so yeah. I mean, they they could be a really good team with Bradley Beal, John Collins, and Porzingis, but. Then again, I, I still think they're missing a ball handler, you know, somebody yeah. along the lines of John Wall back in his prime. <laughs> the, the thing that I probably like the most about it is that like Kuzma um, is not nearly as good of a defender as John Collins is, and John Collins has actually been playing really good defense this year. Um, yeah. So I think that could be beneficial to them. Um, because he can also shoot like Kuzma too, and like spread the floor. Probably not as high of a level of like, um, but I guess he's never really been given the opportunity that much. But yeah, I mean, either way, I think, like you said, like they're missing somebody like a John Wall type player, um, just like a guard that's really good. Um, not yeah, a first round pick that you say doesn't even Morris touch the cut floor. <laughs> now I'm saying Johnny Davis doesn't cut it. <laughs> True. <laughs> Oh, that was a that was a big swing and miss. Yeah, I, it's it's tough because like you mentioned defense for John Collins, it's been better this year. But I mean, it seems like any time a player gets traded to Washington, the defense goes right out the doors. So I don't know, I don't know if it's gonna fully trade like get better than it is already right now. But uh, you never know. But um, just another trade that um, isn't that big of a deal, but could help. Um, Definitely the Miami Heat, maybe probably not the Spurs, but uh, I just have like a quick sp- swap just because I know, you know, Miami messed up a little bit, you know, paying Duncan Robinson all that money. So, you know, maybe it's time to get him off of the books, uh, so to say. But I have Miami getting Doug McDermott in exchange for Duncan Robinson and then just to sweeten up the pot for the Spurs, I think you got to throw in one, maybe two second round picks uh, in return for that. But that's just a, a smaller, smaller term deal that could maybe help out the Heat um, and get because I think McDermott only has he might be I think he has two years left on his deal, and it's a little bit less money as well. So um, makes sense for both sides, but. Uh, the last and final trade that we're going to talk about today is uh, dealing with a team that's you know on the rise. We talked about it in our last podcast as well, but you know the Sacramento Kings. I think I think they're huge buyers, um, and honestly, they probably don't need to do much because their team's doing you know great as it is. But I think they need to add some a little bit more defense if they want to actually be you know quote unquote a surprise contender in the Western conference. So, um, but I have them getting OG Ananobi and Otto Porter jr. From Toronto in exchange for Harrison Barnes, Terrence Davis, and then uh, two first round picks, one in 2023 and one in 26. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, I would definitely be about that. If I was the Kings, I think, the Kings, have, they really do have an interesting team because I think, you know, that they, they have, like, it's, it does seem like they're, like, kind of a piece or two away. Um, but they have, like, I've always thought Sabonis is a really good player. Um, so that, that trade with Halburn doesn't look as bad as it used to. Um, but I think adding somebody like OG could be really nice for them. Uh, a wing that can defend really well at a high level, especially in the playoffs when you need it most. Um, and then who can also score too. I think that would be nice. And then if Otto, I'm not sure if Otto Porter is healthy, but if he is healthy, like, I mean, we saw that he could make a difference with the Warriors. So I think um, adding him would be really nice too. Um, I, I like that trade for both teams, honestly. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought I thought the Kings just needed some more defense, and then you know throw an Otto Porter because I'm I don't think Toronto really wants to deal with him anymore, and obviously he's injured, but um, I think he's supposed to be coming back soon, if I'm not wrong. But um, you know, I think I think it would be beneficial to Sacramento, but then if Toronto's looking to you know do a mini rebuild, you know, adding Harrison Barnes is I mean I'm I'm not the biggest Harrison Barnes fan. I never have been. But, you know, he's a solid player on the defensive end. He can give you anywhere to 12 to 15 points a game. Um, and he's also not stealing shots away from people like, you know, Scotty Barnes or Pascal Siakam or Fred Van Vliet, nor should he. Uh, and then you're adding Terrence Davis, who, you know, has his ups and downs in Sacramento, but I think would be a good piece to plug into Toronto and, you know, see what happens in Toronto because Toronto's always had a knack for – turning great defenders into not only capable um, offensive players, but um, just making their defense that much better. So, uh, and then you got to throw in two first round picks too, to just sweeten the pot up, especially for a player like OG who has shown in this league that uh, can guard, you know, anywhere from one to four, maybe five stretching a little bit more, but definitely one through four players on the court. Um, And then he's also, a capable knockdown three-point shooter can drive the ball has shown he can ball handle this year, which is a big improvement. Um, uh, I I just think this is a a really solid deal for both sides. But um, if you guys like any of the picks or if you guys have think, um, you know, you you don't agree with a lot of the picks we said, make, you know, comment down below and give us uh, some possible trade targets. You guys think that, uh, or trades that could happen. Um, and as always, make sure to like and subscribe. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, and, you know, like I said, if you wanted to uh, send us any questions, comments, concerns to our Gmail account at shotside at gmail.com, feel free to. So, you know, send some trades as well. Uh, we'll definitely look at them. Um, but until next time, guys, peace out. Peace. <laughs> There's just there's so many teams that could make trades, but I I feel like you know because last year was such like a a big trading season. We had so many trades last year. I feel like this year is going to be a a year where like because like in the Western Conference everything's so close together. Yeah. That we might not see a lot of trades.